1: each Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call in number is 1 888 346 9144, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So we'll start with my highlight of the week, which was last night's seismic news, to quote Adrian Wojnarowski, that LeBron James signed with the Lakers, four years, $154 million. And mercifully uh, saves us from any more of the nonstop discussion that's been occurring for the last week or two or since the season ended. Uh, So it was highly, highly anticipated and expected that he would uh, indeed sign with the Lakers. And uh, the media had it right, that's for sure. So... I'm here in Boston, and needless to say, uh, the mood is jubilant. Uh, basically, everybody here in New England has uh, the Celtics in the NBA finals for the next number of years. And uh, who's to argue with that, right? Uh, they've been in the Eastern finals the last two years, of course, lost to LeBron and the Cavs both years, but suddenly, LeBron. Uh, again, shifts the balance of power towards the west. Uh, It was already heavy on the west. Now it's super heavy on the west. And it just leaves the east as uh, pretty well wide open. And as we sit here today, uh, every reason to believe that the Celtics are just going to own it. Uh, Toronto Raptors have been strong In the regular season, the last few years, not so much in the playoffs, obviously. They've lost eight straight games to the Cavs in the playoffs. But they have a new coach. Uh, Dwayne Casey, Coach of the Year, was let go. So we'll see how that all turns out. So a lot of uncertainty there. And the Sixers, who came a long way in a short time with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, uh, based on what we saw last year in the playoffs when the Celtics beat them 4-1, Uh, They just don't seem ready yet. Uh, That's not to say they can't add a veteran presence uh, with a lot of playoff experience that could help elevate them, but uh, that remains to be seen. But now we have the Celtics. Uh, We all know the story. Kyrie Irving uh, did not play in this year's playoffs, yet the Celtics still went to the Eastern Finals. Gordon Hayward, of course, was injured within the first few minutes of the season on opening night, Uh, so he has yet to play, and every reason to believe he'll be terrific uh, when he does come back, so imagine the Cavs, or excuse me, the Celtics with uh, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, as we saw them this year in the playoffs, all playing great and add in basically their two their two best players that weren't there in the playoffs uh, and two best players, period, one would think. Kyrie Irving and, uh, of course, Gordon Hayward. And, again, New England is jubilant today. It's like, uh, get your tickets today for the NBA Finals because the Celtics are going to be there, period, this year and again for years to come. So... We'll see how it all turns out. It's easy to to sit here today and say that, but as we well know, things change. see Gordon Hayward's broken leg in the opener last year, and Kyrie Irving, uh, basically stunning Celtics nation when he was declared out for the season uh, with a month or two to go, and of course out for the postseason, most importantly. And hats off to LeBron, again, for just making a quick decision, sparing everybody, just the Uh, So we can all enjoy our July 4th now without having to hear more nonstop LeBron talk. And uh, he knew what he wanted. He went for it. It seemed obvious, but you never know. And LeBron wasn't waiting. All the chatter about what's Kawhi going to do, what's Paul George going to do. None of it really mattered. Uh, LeBron knows what he wants and clearly is thinking people will come to join him if I join Uh, they will come. So, good to have that behind us. And now the uh, NBA landscape has changed, and uh, we have a new reality, so it's going to be fascinating to watch. My bizarre story of the week, was watching yesterday's World Cup, where for the first time ever, I believe, or certainly in decades, both games on the same day went to penalty kicks <clears throat> and they were massive games. Uh, Russia beat, of course, Spain, not that long ago, defending world cup champions a couple, a couple uh, a couple world cups ago. And one of the best international teams in recent memory, uh, they beat them on penalty kicks. And of course, so the host nation uh, and it's, The biggest upset ever in the knockout stage, and it was just a fascinating game to watch, and they're probably still partying in Moscow as we speak. And then yesterday afternoon, Eastern time, uh, Croatia and Denmark played another great game, and Croatia again won that with penalty kicks to advance to the uh, Elite Eight, as we like to call it, up here in March Madness, over here, I should say. And, uh, of course, on Saturday, France beat uh, Argentina to advance. So it's, uh, you know, it's good stuff, to say the least. And the World Cup is in the knockout stage. So uh, either you're in. Uh, win go home. So it's, uh, you know, great stuff to say the least. Of course, the other game on Saturday was Uruguay beating Portugal. So on the same day, the two best soccer players in the world uh, are done. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo for Portugal and Lionel Messi for, uh, for Argentina. I went into Boston. There's some great soccer bars and viewing parties uh, on Saturday. They were packed at 10 in the morning, which was a lot of fun. Um, Also went to a Brazil restaurant last week for the uh, Brazil game, and it was just uh, insane, to say the least. Uh, So uh, World Cup was great. What else can you say? It's fun watching. We're into the good stuff now. Again, winner go home in the knockout rounds. So there's just, uh, you know, great, great theater. And the crowds have been just fabulous to watch. Uh, over there in Russia, the nationalistic pride. I mean, it's like the Olympics, but it's even better in that it's in so many locations around the country. Uh, Russia or whatever the host nation would be. So it's just fascinating, fascinating stuff. The emotion is off the charts. So it's really, uh, really a good take, I must say. And then uh, lastly, my low light of the week is the boring Sox-Yankees series over the weekend where all three games were utter blowouts. Uh, The Yankees blowing out the Red Sox on Friday night and last night. And then the Red Sox blowing out the Yankees on Saturday. I mean, there was just all three games were devoid of drama early. And uh, so uh, just disappointing. Uh, of course, everybody up here in Boston and, of course, New York, but certainly here in Boston, lives for these uh, Yankee-Red Sox games. The rivalry is back in many ways. So just for them to be just so entirely Non-competitive was uh, was a definite low light of the week. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A. P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports. So don't go anywhere.
2: Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern Time and 2pm Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports?
0: You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment
1: two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 Three four six nine one four four, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and it's that time of the show when our weekly call an expert ap stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers alabama football and many other sports as well joins us and ap how are you doing today
3: hey good afternoon john and happy fourth of july to you your family and all
1: to the audience as well And happy 4th of July to you and all of our listeners also. And, uh, well, we'll jump right into the obvious news of the day, which is LeBron James signing last night with the Lakers, uh, for four years, 154 million and AP, the balance of power is shifted yet again in the NBA and, uh, uh, Hats off to LeBron for making a quick decision, thereby sparing all of us uh, uh, the nonstop chatter that we've been experiencing for the last few weeks since the season ended. And now we can all enjoy our Fourth of July and know what uh, know where LeBron has landed. <laughs> yeah, we can all rest easy, right? Correct. Uh, right. Anyhow,
3: that was a, that was an interesting choice. The way he proceeded quickly, and he's going to be the leader and having people follow him to the Lakers, I thought that was uh, uh, something unique and different because Correct. Uh, in the past, I think he'd waited for the other players to formulate a team uh, and be part of the roster. So this time, he took the leadership role, and we'll see if that pays dividends.
1: Yeah, well, it seemed to pay you know immediate dividends uh, to a degree last night. I'm, I'm not sure of the exact timelines here, but uh, I do know that Lance Stevenson, the person who likes to blow in LeBron's air during the playoffs and uh, and JaVale McGee, who just won a championship with the Warriors, both signed with the Lakers last night. I'm not sure which came first, but, you know, uh, LeBron joins and now there's two other Lakers as well, uh, brand new, and they're, they're not game changers, but they're certainly uh, veterans, to put it mildly. And uh, I'm sure others will follow, and that was LeBron's thinking. Yeah, those are two nice pieces to the puzzle
3: for the Lakers to have as an addition to their team. And, John, you know as well as I do that not everybody can shoot the ball and not everybody can be the, the center of attention. So those would be two good role players. And Lance Stevenson, you know, he can mix it
1: up with the other team's uh, top scorer, and that's it would probably be his role. Correct, correct. He's, uh, Yeah, I mean, again, they're both veterans. I mean, the Lakers are young. Uh, when you think of Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, uh, all talented, but all young and obviously none of them have any playoff experience since the Lakers haven't been in the playoffs for five years, hard to believe. Um, but that's about to change (laughs) for sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, bringing in a couple of veterans like that, but you know, they're, they're both a little, uh, flighty to put a mildly JaVale McGee and Lance Stevenson, but let's face it, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about LeBron. I mean, uh, yeah. as you can imagine, AP, up here in New England, uh, basically people are buying their tickets to the finals, uh, the NBA finals already. It's The path looks, from, from the New England perspective, obviously now with LeBron out of the East, the path to the NBA finals for the Celtics looks just wide open. Like like just a lock Um, when you consider they got there went to the finals this past year the Eastern Conference Finals for the second year in a row and this year without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving uh, and took the Cavs and LeBron to a seventh game no less in the Garden Uh, there's no reason to believe otherwise I mean you know the Raptors are you know simply a regular season team now they have a new coach uh, the Sixers certainly looked too young uh, when they lost to the Celtics four-one well in the playoffs this year. Although obviously some talent, and it was fun to see them, and everybody loved to see the Sixers and Celtics rivalry restored. And I guess you could throw in the Bucks and Giannis, but other than that, you, you know, and none of them appear to stack up against the Celtics team by any means. No, yes, yeah, a
3: big celebration in Boston because. Absolutely. Win, I think you know, and if they get to the championship round, you're going to either face, let's say, Golden State or the the uh, decades old nemesis, the Los Angeles Lakers. So they're thrilled because they're going to see tremendous basketball.
1: Yes, I mean, I, I have to think in the NBA offices they're loving it um, because you know it, it seems like a, a can't lose. Uh, you have to put the Rockets in there, I think, as well. But you know. Uh, the Celtics yeah. versus the Lakers in the finals again, you know, especially if it was something that was going to be like the early 80s where they were going to meet multiple years in a row. Uh, there's nothing more, there's nothing, nothing could possibly make the NBA happier than that, uh, given the history of those two franchises. No, those are the
3: marquee teams that uh, many generations recall uh, Magic oh, yeah. and Bird, and, and then they've had another. Uh, run around recently in the yep. last uh, was it five years or so five or six years so hard to believe 2008
1: to yeah 2008, 2008 and then well, 2010 oh, a little bit a little played, bit further yeah a little bit further yeah they played in the finals twice in three years uh Celtics won the first one of course with Gar- Garnett Pierce and Ray Allen and then uh The Lakers had that great comeback with Kobe uh, and Paul Gasol in 2010, but yeah, so it would be great. Uh, I mean, there's just nothing more anyone I wouldn't think would rather see than Celtics Lakers. It's just you just can't get enough of it, uh, to say the least. Especially if you you know if you get LeBron versus Kyrie, things like that. uh, You know, it's just uh, as good as it gets. That's for sure. So. Yeah. It just seems like AP, you know, so much talent in the West and not that much in the East, right? Yeah, I mean, John, it's it's that East-West
3: dichotomy that you mentioned as well, besides the, the matchup, you know, Kyrie, and then, like you say, that shift of the talent to the West, it's unbelievable. I mean, James Harden, Chris Paul, and uh, now LeBron, and Steph Curry, and uh clay thompson uh kevin durant it's incredible that that scale there's like a thumb on the west coast now the thumb on the west coast scale pushing it down you know it's it's outweighing the east by a tremendous amount
1: correct no i mean to say the scales are now tipped to a ridiculous degree would be an understatement uh again benefits boston but you know uh and it's just makes the Western Conference playoffs uh, must-see TV. Although now there's a lot of chatter, of course, since last night that uh, the NBA, which has already you know had this on the table, might go through rather than East-West, just one through 16 seeding, which would probably leave the Celtics and five or six West Co- Western Division teams, you know, as the top siege, Right? That's what that's what you'd have to assume.
3: Right, right, but I don't know. If, I mean, I have to look at that for a moment, John. Is that advantageous to the Celtics? I don't think they'd care for that.
1: Well, but assuming one through sixteen seeding, forget the conferences, would be based on best record. Yeah. The safe assumption, then, you know, yeah, you'd have to think the Celtics playing in the East would might be the number one seed because, of course, you can't <laughs> overlook the Lakers, but or excuse me, the Warriors, right. but you know. If the Celtics are playing a weaker East all year long, theoretically they would, they, they could have a better record at the end of the year than the yeah. West Coast teams that are beating each other up. But of course, the wild card is the Warriors, who just have a great record every year, no matter what. So, yeah. uh, so yes. yeah. So 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 John, when they would seed
3: that, I mean, I don't know if we can get too technical here, but does that mean that it's it's by the record, strictly by the record, they would seed one through sixteen.
1: I really don't know for sure. I'm just going on, yeah. you know, what seems to be yeah, common sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably what it is. It's probably purely by record. And you get you get to play, even if the Celtics are at the top, you play one of those Western teams that has a good, uh, you, you know, a good nucleus of players, it can be a tough
1: round for you. Oh, no doubt about it. Absolutely. That's, no, what, I'm the...
3: that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they'd care for that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's issues, um, to say the least, Uh, but, you you know, in the same (laughs) light.
3: After all these years? Yeah. John, imagine after all these years, they get to that format, and it's working against them. You know, in other words, LeBron leaves, and then all of a sudden they change the format.
1: (laughs) Correct. Correct. Um, I mean, it would just make, again, the Western Conference Finals as, you know, just must-see TV Uh, which is what it was this year. I mean, if you think about it, if they don't change it, you you know, without a doubt, given that it was a sweep by the Warriors over the Cavs, I mean, the Celtics Cavs was good with seven games, you know, seventh game in the Garden where the Cavs won. But really, the series of year of the postseason, without a doubt, in my mind, was, you know, Houston and Golden State. And if CP3 doesn't go down at the end of game five, uh, they very well could have won that series. I mean, so, you know, they they had a 3-2 lead at, after five games, as did, did the Rockets over the Warriors. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it would be nothing new to have, like, the best series being played in the finals, which is not unusual. I mean, how many times are the best, you know, in the NFL is – you know, the best postseason games are the AFC and NFC championship games, not the Super Bowl. It's the same, you know, same setup. Yes,
3: yeah, exactly correct. That, that happens
1: sometimes in uh, professional sports. Exactly, exactly. Of course, the wild card still hanging out there is uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, nobody knows what seems to be going on there, but, you know, it seems like uh, – I mean, I'm going to come back to what I said last week, and I believe it now more than ever. And I know he's a great player, top five, but we haven't seen him play, you know, in basically a year and a half since the first game of the playoffs, not this past year, but the year before when he got hurt. But, you know, to me, again, it's – I wouldn't give away the farm for him if I'm an NBA general manager. I mean, you have two two factors – Either he's really, really hurt, so you have to wonder if uh, if he can ever yeah. get back to hundred percent and who he was, which was the top five player in the NBA, or he's not that hurt, and he quit on his team basically uh either way either way is bad, either way is bad, and it might be both it might be both he's pretty hurt and he's uh you know he he didn't play for his team. So, it's again. I I would take him, but I sure wouldn't mortgage the future if I'm an NBA team. Period. I think there's a lot of unanswered questions, and so out of character for him and this personality, uh, and who's to say it won't happen again at the next team? If it's assuming it's not the Lakers who he wants to go to. So that that, that situation is really one of the stranger ones in recent memory in all of sports. <coughs> Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, that'd be quite a sit-down conversation, John, and uh, some more investigation before you you have him sign for the Max or consider him to be a part of your team,
1: because that could be a serious issue as it was in San Antonio. Absolutely. Uh, You know, the good news is in my book is that, you know, we're talking the Spurs here. You know, I don't think they're going to panic, make any out-of-character moves. They're going to do what they want to do. Uh, and you, but we all need to recognize, as the Spurs do, that obviously he can just walk at the end of this after this coming season and go right to the Lakers, and the Spurs get absolutely nothing. But it does appear he and Pop are talking, uh, communicating, shall we say? And uh, so who knows how it's all going to turn out? But again, given the Spurs' history, you can't. Imma- I can't imagine that they're like going to make any rash moves. You know, they will wait it out if they have to. I, I truly believe that. And I guess the windows are so many of them, but it seems like there's a window into August where they could trade them and then there's the trading deadline somewhere like next March or whatever. So they they still have options. They, they, they don't have to do anything now. And I could see them just sitting tight. You know, play, play a game of chicken, shall we say.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. They're very smart. You know, Greg Popovich and his uh, the general manager, they they don't get you don't get to be a champion in the NBA without having a good mind and how to maneuver the system and operate. So yeah, I would it, it'll be a smart decision, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and just as a closing point, you know, uh, just back to the Western Conference versus Eastern Conference. If, if the Spurs do trade them uh, and get a haul, shall we say, they're still the Spurs if they get in some big names by getting rid of Kawhi leonard and you know, they still have lamarcus aldridge and uh who knows where tony parker and ginobili will stand but they're still the spurs so you'd, you'd have to throw them into the mix in the west to uh make some noise as well so it's gonna be fascinating but Kawhi now is is the big question left as to what, what will happen with him so Should be interesting. It's not like uh, NBA chatter's over for the summer now that LeBron is signed. (laughs) Uh, Not by a long shot. There's there's more to come. Correct. More to come. And there's also more to come on our show. But for now, we're going to take our break and we'll get to a lot of other uh, sports on the other side.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites.
4: That's Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. Become our friend on
2: Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, Back to the
1: show. Voice of America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call in number is 1 888 346 9144, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. and ap there was more going on than just lebron james in the past week uh the college world series out in omaha annual tradition out there uh i was I, I was in omaha for the first time last fall and it's clear that that city loves their college world series anyway uh in game two of the three games set for the national championship Arkansas looked like they had it wrapped up against Oregon State late in the game. Guy hits a lazy pop-up down the right field line, and it falls between three Arkansas players. And boom. Next thing, I mean, they were one strike away from winning the College World Series. The ball falls. Next pitch, or certainly the same batter who hit the foul ball, hits a single, ties the game. Next player, two-run homer. They go on to win, and then the next night they absolutely blow them out, and before you know it, uh, defeat snatched from the jaws of victory for the Razorbacks, and Oregon State's the national championship, so that was pretty crazy, AP, I'll tell you, I happened to be watching it live, and that was, uh, you just knew the minute they didn't catch that foul ball, bad things were going to follow for them.
3: Well, John, that's one of those situations where as the manager, head coach, you are faced with an unbelievable scenario to try to uplift your team from the depths of the bottom. I mean, there's nothing worse than having that that moment where a play could have been made to bring them a championship. So, as you know, living in Boston, you're quite familiar with the uh, Buckner play where the ball went through his legs and... Against the Mets in nineteen eighty six but people always forget uh there was another game to be played, and they they, they
1: they uh they fell down and couldn't win it, and they stayed down exactly right, exactly right, and a lot of people forget they had a three nothing lead in game seven, the Red sox did it was obviously the first thing I thought of. Uh, watching the College World Series, it was exact same situation, one strike away. I mean, the Arkansas players, you know, they were on the top step of the dugout, ready to rush the field. I mean, you just – and you see three guys converging. You just think it's over, as they did. And for that matter, so did Oregon State. And same with the Red Sox, you know, uh, in 86. And, yeah, yeah, you're right, Dave. You said perfectly uh, – one strike away and then there was another game to play, but yeah, it was just, uh, you know, and again, it's important to note the Red Sox had a three nothing lead in game seven down there at Shea stadium. Uh, Arkansas had no such luck in game seven. They ran into one of the great pitching performances. Kevin Abel, I believe is the pitcher for Oregon state. And he threw like, uh, I think a two-hit shutout and at one point retired 20 batters in a row. So he just threw a masterpiece, 128 pitches. Uh, it was great theater, I will say that. And they won 5-0, I think it was. So it was pretty handily, put it that way.
3: Yeah, I mean, they just couldn't get, muster any offense to get going. And just they were in the doldrums, and they never uh,
1: resurrected themselves to, to you know, present any any threat. Right. Exactly. Um, well, again, it was it was a classic. I mean, it was a great world series overall with all the teams and a uh, classic fi- finale, three games, to say the least. Uh but moving on to other sports, uh sounds like you had a little uh football action last week.
3: Yes, yeah, I was in Foley, Alabama, that's the home to Kenny Stabler and Julio Jones, among others. Uh, But they're the seven-on-seven challenge. And it was 16 high school teams from uh, from Louisiana, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida. And one of the teams was Hewitt Trussell High School, a suburb of Birmingham, Alabama. And they have a quarterback by the name of Paul Bryant. Paul William Bryant Tyson. If that name sounds familiar, it should. He's the great grandson of legendary coach Paul Bear Bryant, and he's uh, the class of 2019. He's a senior, committed to Alabama. He measured out the Alabama camp a couple weeks ago at six foot four and three quarters, and he's uh, remarkably, he has a, a physical presence like Philip Rivers. He's tall, and that same type of width in his shoulders and but he doesn't have the unorthodox release it's much higher so i wanted to see him in person and watch him so it was a real thrill to to meet with him and have a few words with him and uh he's, he's playing on a very good team which will actually be playing a nationally televised game against cedar Grove high school georgia they have some players that are Top notch as well. So that'll be a game. It'll be August twenty fifth. I think is that Saturday. Double header right there at the Hoover Met, right in Birmingham. Um, So that's a game to look out for if you like to watch high school football and some uh, top notch talent.
1: Wow, that sounds great, AP. Um, Seven on seven. Uh, I certainly know a lot about it, especially you know from state of Texas and whatnot. But what's it like in person? I haven't seen it in person, but certainly I've seen a lot of footage and whatnot. Uh, I'm well aware of its popularity. But what was your take on it, seeing it uh, up close and personal?
3: Yeah, John, they have nice fields there at the Foley uh, Complex, a sports complex there. And they play 21 minutes, and they have referees, and it's fast and furious, and it's just a lot of fun. To watch the quarterbacks make so many throws that it's a four second timing rule. You have to get rid of the ball, which is plenty. That's plenty because in college you don't even, not even assure that, that much uh, on the field. So I really enjoyed watching the, the different quarterbacks and the receivers, defensive backs, and very competitive as you can imagine. Uh, so I, I had a good time. And like I say, that was my main emphasis to watch Paul Tyson and watch him throw the ball. You know, he's very good throwing the long ball. He's very
1: accurate. Those are all good things if you're a quarterback in my mind. That sounds awesome. So you think he's going to end up at Alabama? Oh, yeah, he'll be at Alabama. And this will be really
3: quite a scenario because at this moment, Tua Tungabailo's younger brother is also committed in the same class, 2019. I'm not sure if he'll end up in Alabama, but I know Paul
1: Tyson will be in Alabama. Wow. Already committed uh, yes. appropriately. He's Bear Bryant's grandson? Great-grandson. Great-grandson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Uh, you know, the rich get richer, and he sounds like a genuine talent, uh, aside from his name, correct?
3: Yeah, he had offers, you know, I believe from USC, Michigan, Notre Dame, Tennessee. So he could have won a lot of places. Wow! Uh, you know the the lure of Alabama, <laughs> and you know the, the the way that they're churning out championships and excellence, and Nick Saban is there,
1: so it was it was irresistible. That's awesome. Uh, so was there any? Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of talent there aside from him as well. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, there was some other talent. Uh, some committed to Alabama, some committed to Auburn, some committed to.
3: You know, I saw a quarterback that's committed to Memphis from Mobile, McGill, too, in high school in Mobile. So it's quite a few players. But, uh, yeah, my emphasis mainly was to watch Paul.
1: Right, I'm sure. Um, And uh, where was this held? This was down in Foley? Uh, Foley, Alabama.
3: That's correct. Yeah, they have a big big sports – they have a number of sports complexes, but this is one – And they had all these football fields and things were going on simultaneously.
1: So it was perfect, perfect setup. It sounds wonderful. That's awesome, AP. Wow, that's just terrific. Uh, Well, again, it's going to be fascinating. So he'll be graduating uh, next spring from high school. And so, yeah, so wouldn't be shocking if he has his eligibility and all that intact that he could end up with. Next spring at Alabama, you know, spring practice, right? That's a yeah, lot of high school kids yeah. doing that.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a possibility. I don't know his intentions at this moment, but yeah, I could see that happening. But you know, I think realistically, for for Paul, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but I mean, Tua and and Jalen are there at this moment, so they'll be returning. Uh, one of them or both of them, let's say. Right. Know who knows yeah. but you know if you're going to be you know you're going to be red shirted I think I would probably rather enjoy high school but knowing that you put so much of the energy and um, your time into devo- devoting yourself to becoming a quarterback on the collegiate level I mean I don't think that that's their point of view so they always want to get to college as quick as they can but I'm sure years later looking back they said yeah what I just did in high school and made you know continue with my friends and those types of things and that's what nick saban always always uh, recommends to these college players enjoy your high school
1: uh, senior senior year good 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 advice i like it all right well ap uh that's a good report on the seven and seven uh why don't we take our final break still have a few more things to get to and we'll do that on the other side
2: Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is uh, the knockout stage of the World Cup soccer, uh, and the other football, shall we say, uh, it's win go home at this point, and AP, I've been uh, checking out some of the World Cup up here in Boston. I went to a Brazilian restaurant, sports bar, for last Thursday's game uh, that was just yeah, it was just insane. I mean, I, I one of the most fascinating sports bar experiences I've ever seen. The passion for their football is just off the charts. And then Saturday morning, I was in Boston, and in right near the Marathon Friendish line, there's a string of soccer bars, shall we say, sports bars that are great soccer bars by that. I mean, every Saturday morning they show English premier league and they're always crowded. So I was there for the France, Argentina game. Uh, and every one of them was packed at 10 AM. So, uh, you know, you you gotta love it. Whether you're into world cup or soccer, uh, or not, you know, the passion is off the charts and, uh, you know, just a lot of fun memories. I was in, uh, Paris for the World Cup final four years ago, literally watched it at an outdoor cafe slash sports bar when Germany beat argentina and a lot- a lot of German people were uh celebrating pretty hard that night in the streets of Paris let me tell you and uh so yeah, so it's pretty cool you know again it's it's more about you know the passion that everybody has uh more than anything else I mean we're all seeing these watch parties at their capital cities of they showed one yesterday when Russia beat Spain on penalty kicks, like it was as far as the eye could see. I mean, there had to be a half a million to a million people outdoors outside the stadium in Moscow, watching the game on the big screens. It was a uh, quite a sight. but it's that way in every city. It seems, you know, all the, you know, wherever it may be, Rio, uh, Berlin when Germany lost, on and on and on, but it's a good take every four years. What I like about it, as a, as opposed to the Olympics, AP, is, is that, you know, as great as the Olympics are, you know, everything is basically in one city, but I love the fact that everything on the World Cup is, like, spread throughout the country. There's, like, whatever, eight cities slash stadiums where these games are being played, so... I'm learning a lot about Russian geography, uh, tuning into the various games. So it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, eight years from now, it's going to be here in the USA, along with uh, Mexico and Canada. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, that'll be quite exciting. I mean, and John, as you stated, the best place, if you're going to
3: watch a soccer game and you're not you know, the enthusiast of some of your neighbors, and if you go to that venue where you can be part of a crowd and the two Two teams, maybe, and John. I think what's maybe interesting for you is, do they have both of the the teams of fans in that same venue?
1: In other words, that that gets kind of dicey, maybe. Well, that's a great question, and let me clarify. Uh, Saturday morning, France and Argentina. Yes, fans of both teams were there, equal numbers, wow. all decked out in their country's colors. So it was great. Uh, Brazil on the other hand when i went last thursday afternoon uh a suburban town pretty well known framingham massachusetts uh yes. 20 minutes from where where i live is a has a massive brazilian population so uh, they literally blocked the streets on for a, on the day of a world cup uh soccer game and Went to a place called the Tropical Cafe that was, you know, $10 cover, free food, and, you know, literally packed beyond imagination, spilling out onto the street. And, you know, the passion, the fervor, the screaming and yelling, of course, Brazil won, which is what brought them to today when they beat Mexico, Uh, was just uh, as good as anything I've ever seen in, you know, in any sports bar anywhere. So, yeah, so it, it, it was great. So, yeah, uh, I'm not alone. A lot of people around Boston, you know, and you don't have to have a horse in the race or anything. You If you want to watch soccer, passion, go to Framingham, Massachusetts, and you can go to a number of different places uh, that are all showing Brazil soccer packed with Brazilian people. It's great.
3: Yeah, I, I the only time I've ever done that uh, in the, on the big screen, John, was that Italy played. Uh, Brazil and I loved it. I really enjoyed that that moment. The a big the big theater, they had the screen. You paid X amount of dollars, of course, and I it had both sets of fans, and it was yep. It was fabulous. I mean, it, it was a different kind of experience than a at a football game or baseball or something. But I really enjoyed that that time, and it was a close match, and uh, I really thoroughly loved
1: it. Well, that's it, AP, and I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah, it, it's unique. And Italy, uh, there's a an Italian section in Boston called the North End. And a few years back, a few World Cups back, we were in there on the day of an Italy soccer game, and it was just off the charts incredible uh, with all the Italian cafes. And it's still busy, even though Italy's not in it. So, yeah, I mean, it's without the USA, Italy holland shockingly not in this year's world cup it's a little different so yeah it's a big disappointment that um you know italy especially is not in it and obviously america um because the north end of boston and i did happen to walk through last week when games were being played but obviously not italy uh it was great it really was it was just great um it was still crowded people watching soccer because that's how into it they are even though Italy wasn't playing so anyway yeah it's you know it's a lot of fun um again you know i think fox is doing a great job uh you know the way i look at it is you know it's just nice having these games on we're now down to pretty much two a day uh but they're knockout games uh whereas the first couple weeks of the tournament no different than the nba and nhl playoffs where it starts off with yes tons of games on multiple channels all at the same time all day long. Uh, You know, it beats soap operas to just have these games on in the middle of weekdays and again, I find the whole geography and Russia and all that fascinating as well. So, it's good stuff. It really is and it's going to be fun to watch how it all unfolds. Uh, I can envision another trip to Framingham, AP, because Brazil indeed won today. They beat Mexico, so uh, they got another, they got at least one more game, so Hopefully it falls at a a good time that I can check it out. Go back to framing.
3: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely try to get to that venue uh, if, if you could, John, to watch Brazil play because, and and then the skill level is it's fantastic. Some of oh, these soccer players and they're they're always running. I mean, they're so quick and their their footwork is phenomenal. Just to see the things they can do and then the headshots and. Uh, it. I mean, you're always. I'm always watching the game, thinking, "Gosh, if they could be in the National Football League kicking a field goal, wouldn't that be something?"
1: Exactly. Every time I. That's what. Every time I see these goalies launch seventy and eighty yard kicks, that's exactly what yeah. I think of. Oh my gosh, could you imagine that on an NFL field? Um, so yeah, they're they're very talented. Ronaldo on Saturday against uh, Uruguay, they lost, but he showed some footwork that was just it was literally like a magician it was too quick for the eye to follow uh it was very impressive but he didn't score uh and they lost but uh nonetheless he is he's something special as an athlete and so yeah it's uh it's gonna be another fun week or two uh as it all unfolds i think there's probably two weeks left in the tournament so should be good ap and uh again it's great daytime viewing, that's for sure, especially games at 10 a.m. It's, it reminds me of Wimbledon and the British Open where you can, you know, wake up and turn on the TV and you've got live sports. got to love it.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, that. I, I like to watch it once in a while when it comes around, that World Cup, yeah. and uh, I'm hoping when they come to the United States that all of the perennial top teams are
1: eligible and qualify, and especially the United States. You well, in the United States, real quickly because we're near Automatic. the end of the show. Automatic. The host country is Automatic. automatically in, so good for us. <laughs> that's one way to get in, right? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I.
1: Yeah, glad you brought that point up. But yeah, that's that's fabulous because that's a smart move. <laughs> it is a smart move, especially for us. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of the show. They always go quickly. Thanks a lot for uh, all your expertise, especially your report on going to the seven on seven. Uh, high school football so uh appreciate you joining us as always thank you john thank you for having me on the show my pleasure as always all right ap and as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at 1 p.m eastern time